This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Mm, it's pretty chipper over there. Well, you know, when you go to bed at 8.30, it, it, it does you wonders. You should, you should give it a whirl. Um, and it's funny because then I wake up early enough that I should be way ahead of things for this podcast. But last minute, do, 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 do. <laughs> it's the story of my life. It's a skill set. I had my alarm set early because I knew we were going to be recording early this morning. And then when I went to bed at 1245, I was like, why the hell is my alarm set so early? And I changed it so I could sleep in. Mm. And then when I woke up with a teensy weensy headache this morning, I was like, the bug yes. So sprung out of bed at 615. Going to bed at 12:45. I was waking up then with my body thinking that it was time to go for the day, and I had to put myself back to back. No, no, no. Go back to bed. Full sleep part two is coming up. Well, it was Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I yeah. went to yeah. a wine dinner. Well, that doesn't seem like it's appropriate. Um, we drank Spanish wines. I was like, did you have wine tequila? Um, I was offered a wine-based. Margarita, mm. which I declined. Did you punch that person in the face? I didn't. Um, but we had so it was two Spanish wines, a um wine from Argentina, and do do they celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Argentina? I, I think it was just the restaurant that wanted to do <laughs> okay, all right. some things. Did you have tacos? Uh, no, because I was like, oh, this, this, because it started with cava. And I was like, oh, this is Spanish. And the server was like, oh, I think they all are. As though, like, that's the same as Mexico. <laughs> I was like, I don't no. think that that's, but, and there's just a teensy people. bit of cultural appropriation. It was fine. The food was good. Oh, well. And then we went to the top hat. I just have to finish telling you about my night. We went to the okay. top hat and they had, Jeremiah Weed, which I found out a couple weeks ago, they don't make anymore. Really? Yeah. Like since since 2021, which my sister told me and I didn't believe her. And then I asked the guy at Willikers and he was like, yeah, they don't make that anymore. But anyway, they had it at the top hat. And I was like, now's my chance. So I had like. How old do you think that was? There? Seven. Um, that's, that's what someone else said too. And I was like, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, they probably bought a case in 2021. I don't know. Is all of the Jeremiah weed gone or is it just like the special? Because they had different flavors, right? Wasn't there different kinds or flavors of Jeremiah weed? I, I don't know. I didn't drink them enough. I did not get into the I'm drinking iced tea phase of my drinking life. He just made some air quotes. I just want you all to know. Wow. Uh, as far as I know, there was only a sweet tea one because now you have to now the different brands they have multiple flavors of vodka. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Was Jeremiah a weed of vodka? Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet tea flavored vodka. I learned so many things around you just out here doing the Lord's work. What did you What did you think it was? I don't know moonshine. <laughs> it tasted like moonshine. So that's what I was going to go with. Mm. Some Alabaman came up with 
how do I drink my sweet tea, but have booze in it? And that's where Jeremiah weed came from. My concern. So now the brand that I switched to is called deep Eddie. Yeah. See again, moonshine. (laughs) And I mean, when you were drinking Jeremiah weed, you ordered a weed and water and that's how you, that's how your drink came. But I I'd like a deep Eddie sweet tea and water. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Maybe they called an Eddie and water. That's still not great. But well, I don't know if weed and water was any better, to be honest with you. I think you might have thought it sounded fun, but I don't think it sounded better. It's easier to order. Eddie and water is harder than if you weed know if, if they know what that is. I don't know. Well, sure. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment with this and I'm gonna report <laughs> back. I'm very does it taste the same? So it's sweet tea flavored vodka, so pretty close. Okay. That's that's wild. Well, I'm glad you went out there and celebrated. I'm glad you mm-hmm. you did that. You did that for yourself. Who did you it's go with? A, again? It's been a rough week. Um, deserve happiness. Uh, so I went with our friend Phil, mm-hmm. and then his friends Robin and Katie. And because it's South Dakota, halfway through the night, Katie mentioned she's from Philip, and I was like, "Oh, my friend Colby's from Philip," and she was like, "Colby Smith." And indeed, she she knows my friend from Prairie Berry. So uh, we had to take a selfie and send it to Colby. And it was a very South Dakota moment. Look at you making new close friends. Making friends. So, so great. Well, um, I did a whole lot of n- nothing fun. I... Work's been crazy this week. And then I got back from Detroit last weekend and I leave today for Virginia because Abby is graduating med school. So congratulations, Abby, to that. Way more impressive than anything <laughs> we've been able to accomplish. Seems real hard. Um, actually, congratulations, I just Abby. Back doing a pot like us doing this podcast for more than three weeks is a equivalent. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Equivalence. Long so. hours. Long studying. Hours. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's early in the morning. Sometimes it's late. Offering night. advice. Yeah, educating the general public. Mm-hmm. It's the Be- exact same. Being yeah. a trusted source and mm-hmm. valued mm-hmm. community member. Yeah, definitely the same. Um, also had school. Also had work. And then I decided to till up my backyard. And so now I've been working <laughs> on my backyard in my spare time because that's how much I don't want to do any of the homework. Um. Be, that I am now procrastinating with raking, shoveling, and yard work. That I mean that's that shows you the level to which this stats class makes me want to j- just jump. So you're so close to being done. I mean, for stats. the semester, yeah. With stats, yeah. Yes, I mean, if I pass, that's the other. That's the other <laughs> component of this. Like, if I, if I pass, but yeah, it's. It's been a whirlwind. This May. May needs to calm its roll. May is going to go on the list of the worst month of the year. Oof. Here very shortly. I I April was my worst. Well, I don't know. It's 2022 See? has not been so good. So <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx it by saying April was the worst. Well, I think we all 
got ourselves stuck in a paradox when we said that 2020 was going to be better. 2020 was our year. That was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really backfired on us. And since then. I still remember when we started 2020, our friend Roberta, (laughs) only joy 2020. That was her. Yes. It was her motto for the year, only joy. And no joy. No joy. (laughs) Zero joy 2020. That's what happened. Or 2021 or now 2022. That's funny. What else happened this week? Any other big things happen? I think I'm missing something. Well, I assume our listeners, when you think abortion, you think Carmen. So I assume you were all thinking of me. I do. That's a good tagline for you. We should put that um, on a sweatshirt. On Monday. <laughs> when you think abortion, you think of Carmen. Abortion, sports. When I say abortion, you say Carmen. Abortion, <laughs> Carmen, abortion, Carmen. Uh, yeah. Right. So on Monday night, uh, Politico reported they a, a leaked draft of the Roe opinion which we were, were expecting that to come out in June. End of June is usually when all the, the medical stuff comes out for the Supreme Court. And so like we knew this was coming, but like the leaked, the leaked draft is just wild on so many levels. Like the draft itself is really, really terrible. Um, also the fact that it was leaked, super interesting. There of course was tons of speculation about whether or not it came from the left or the right. Um, just bonkers. Like, talk about the pandemic. I, I was like peak pandemic doom scrolling <laughs> for like three straight days. It's amazing. I got any work done at all. So I was like, what's happening on Twitter now? Um, so basically just found an article um, so we could talk about this. Uh, so CBS News, uh, Hillary Clinton on what happens if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Ugh. Quote, you have no idea who they will come for next by Caitlin Yellick. So Hills sat down with Nora O'Donnell. Okay. And was like, first of all, I told you bitches. <laughs> I do like that part. So that's basically how it started. And uh, she was. So and then she was like, this is going to affect everyone. So even if you're not a woman, even if you can't get pregnant, uh, this is an extreme power. And once that happens, it's uh, open season for all sorts of terrible things. Um, yeah. And then she was like, I tried to warn you about this that she was like if trump got elected then he would have the ability to put people on the supreme court and he did he got three people and they're terrible and even though they lied under oath and said they weren't going to do anything like this they clearly are because lying is second nature i guess there are zero consequences for lying Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so I, that's that's what I got. I'm so, so so tired. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think anybody necessarily was anybody that I think follows the Supreme Court or is super politically inclined um, 
I think we all knew that this was going to happen with the upcoming session. And I think a lot of people, um, and if you read like the times or the post or some other publications, there's been a lot of talk in various, um, uh, in various articles, um, or columns that they thought that the court would uphold like the Mississippi 15 mm-hmm. week abortion mm-hmm. ban. And that was kind of like the best outcome that we possibly could get was that there would just be like that they would allow a 15 week ban, um, which is still not good, which is still not good. But people, a lot of people thought that was going to be like the best case scenario. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And that was also probably not going to happen. And so I think, it is shocking because it came at a time when we weren't expecting it. Right. Cause most of those, the opinions start trickling out starting in June. So it caught us a little off guard and it obviously it's a draft. And then chief justice Roberts came out and said that it was legit, like a real draft. So I think um, the, the, clearly possible, but it was drafted in February and they all say, you know, it's not final this people change their minds, they change their votes and yada, yada, yada. But I think we should all expect in June that this is going to come out. And if anything, it's probably going to be a five, four ruling with chief justice Roberts joining the three uh, more liberal justices on the bench. And then Gorsuch and Kavanaugh who lied and said that they believed Mm. Roe was codified law and, you know, precedent and yada 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 um (laughs) laughed at us as they said it and shame on you know like susan collins and a couple of other people that use that as justification Mm -hmm. to vote Mm -hmm. for them and the stories of susan collins being like i just can't believe they lied to me is (laughs) either she is so naive and immediately she'd be kicked out of office which we all know or She's playing dumb and she secretly wanted this to happen her entire life, which is why she's always voted for basically anti-choice judges with the disguise of they believe in judicial president or what precedent or whatever the fuck the word is. Um, I did appreciate that people came for her pretty hard. I think they're going to continue to come for her pretty hard. And they should. No, they absolutely should, because she got all of the press. At the well, time. She could have stopped them. Mm-hmm. She could have stopped a couple of them. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she chose not to. So, I think that is interesting. You know, the Republicans, from a political standpoint in the Senate, they all kind of know that them actually talking about abortion and having to vote on abortion is not great for them politically. So, you're seeing, you know, McConnell and other leaders instead focus on the leak component of this. Right. And I think there is some value in that the leak is bad, right? Like if you're an institutionalist, leaking documents in general, not great, especially in some like, you know, really important classified documents that potentially aren't even finalized, right? Again, it is a draft. And so that's not great either. But the leak issue is still about 16 rungs lower than what they're actual opinion is going to be and what the potential ruling is going to be. So while the leak is bad, leak is bad is still better than them gutting row. And so I find it, I find it interesting that 
I mean, they're another branch of government. This wasn't a, technically a classified document. This wasn't, um, you know, nation's right. top secrets. This is literally, you know, somebody didn't want you to see their their paper they were working on, but you you saw it early. So there's actually no real legal ramifications for this leak from which I have seen. There is no, like if you leaked a classified document from Congress or the executive branch, right, then you can be charged with leaking classified information. There's like actual federal charges, but none of that is this. And so this mm-hmm. is the equivalence mm-hmm. of sending your term paper, you know, three weeks too early. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Part of me is super desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. The- I th- I thought I would be more because I, I did expect this. Um, but to see it written down like that, that was pretty gutting. Well, and Actually, that- I was surprised how upset I got. Well, there's very few instances that I can think of or that I have seen anybody draw a correlation to where the Supreme Court actually takes away people's rights. You know, it's usually granting people's rights. Mm -hmm. Um, So to take a right that people have have had for over 50 years and then take it away is pretty jarring. Um, And their gutting of the precedent for the 14th amendment obviously you've started to see democrats ratchet up that this could then affect other other issues specifically you know gay marriage and interracial marriage um because they're all based upon the same foundation of of precedent that roe set Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i mean i think that that's been an interesting battle cry because i think the reality is gay marriage is probably more universally popular as a outrage mm-hmm. um, tool to motivate or enrage you know a more progressive electorate I don't it's been interesting to see that because I think Hillary Clinton even in her piece also talked about how it will affect gay marriage um, yeah so I think it's really That's, interesting that, that seems to be pretty agreed upon actually I haven't I haven't seen a lot of people say oh no like that won't happen. Yeah, I mean, the reality, they're, I, coming, I think, yep. they're coming for us next, right? Like yeah. these, these same crazies that are against Roe are the same crazies that don't support gay marriage either. So, well, and then I know we've made this argument. We, the abortion people, um, we've made this argument multiple times that if you outlaw abortion, as they have been trying to do, and they have in uh, different ways in different states, um that's this then birth control is it's right there next to you because if you overturn roe on the basis that cells are humans then your iud which implants or keeps your cells from implanting like that's going to be illegal ivf is going to be illegal because you have all of the fertilized eggs that don't get implanted and so you're like well those are people Um, it's going, it just affects so many things all of the way down. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well that won't happen. If you, if you, uh, feel yourself saying those words in your head, stop, stop saying those because you, you've no idea. Well, I think, you know, there's long 
been said in like the real political operative channels that when conservatives aka wackadoodles um get to this point right because that's the other component like we shouldn't necessarily be surprised because they have been on this path strategically for 40 years and they finally got there right so part of us is a naiveness on the rest of us to think that this wasn't going to happen because um, they've been working very diligently at this um, for decades, but there's a little bit of the dog caught its tail. And I think you're starting to, you're already seeing this in like how the Senate Republicans, the U S Senate Republicans are, are dealing with this issue. They now have, I mean, the reality is, is a majority of the country supports a a woman's choice. And then Mm -hmm. when you drill down into whether or not that's gay marriage or IVF or um, any of the other issues that are potentially wrapped up in this birth control, I think, I just don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be successful politically, like trying to have this around their neck. And so I hope, I hope people continue to get engaged um, because they're they're more diligent <laughs> than 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 the progressives are, right? They show up all the time, those crazies, mm-hmm. and they are fine with a long game. And so that's why I we're guess, having the school board issue. Yeah, I guess it's our turn, right? Like now, now it's our turn to give them forty years of hell and to again co- codify this stuff in actual law, which is. <sighs> Um, I had a question for you that, so Joe Biden's statement, which was pretty mediocre, I thought, uh, says like when, when, when this happens, no matter what happens or when something, when this is official, I guess we'll be ready. But I was like, won't it be too late then? What do you be ready for what? Well, I mean, I think it goes back to whether or not they can ish start issuing like executive orders. Right. And whether that can go down, whether or not they have plans to continue to try and introduce legislation. I, I don't know what the plan is. Right. I, I don't know. And to be honest, there's been row was 73. So there's been 49 years. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That politicians, governments. um, I don't even want to say progressives because there was plenty of pro-choice Republicans as well um, to get their shit together and codify this. And it it didn't happen, which is why we relied on the Supreme Court's decision in a row, because politically they were never able to get it across the finish line. And so to say that Joe Biden all of a sudden was supposed to like have a plan, like I think they're all kind of scrambling a little bit, right? Because I don't think they're the, I think the honest answer is there really isn't an immediate way to protect this, right? Like pray to God, you live in a state where they don't have a, what is the, the, the trigger law? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pray to God, you don't live in a state where Christy Nome is going to completely go from you know, what is, what is your 20 some week of ban right now to. Yeah. The, um, to zero. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And so I think, I think that's the impetus, right. 
I continue, I've been continuing to go back and as the, the left or the progressives continue to dog on president Biden, the reality is, is he doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't have the numbers to do anything. And so to be mad at him, I continue to think of like when MLK and LBJ, when LBJ told MLK that he didn't have the power or the votes to get, you know, the voting rights passed instead of MLK and the civil rights movement, like shitting on him and just literally dragging him down because he didn't give them what they wanted. MLK is famous for saying, well, then we have to get, we have to get LBJ more power. We have to get him more power. Right. So that's when they started the marches and they pressured, you know, other legislators and got more people involved in the movement. That's the kind of stuff that we need to actually happen right now, as opposed to like being pissed at the Democrats for not fixing this. Well, they legitimately don't have the numbers to do anything because we as the electorate don't fucking send enough people there to actually do it. Um, And so we need to get we need to get progressives and Biden more power. That's what we need. We need like a Democrat, which supermajority in the Senate. You need Nancy Pelosi needs more than a governing three person majority in the House. Like, that's just the reality of it. And so mm-hmm. it's it would suck to be Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden right now because they legitimately just don't have the might to to fix it. And that's depressing. Uh, I was on a what, national webinar yesterday with Families USA. And they were talking about like how to how to talk about the messaging and one of the things that they had talked about, and you've started to see this shift a little bit, but like, don't use, like, basically abortion is very safe. It's a very safe procedure. Um, and so when you're like, um, if we don't, if Roe falls, like women will die, which is true. Um, but you self-managed abortion is a lot. Well, it was, you know, it's better than it was in the 1970s. Um, it's actually very safe. It's not completely accessible. And uh, that will definitely, we'll start to see laws like saying that you can't do telemed and you can't like ship drugs and different things like that. But um, so like the coat hanger imagery, the handmade imagery, like all of that is, it makes you feel good as a person because we're all so fucking mad about this, but it's not the the best messaging moving forward. And to continue to talk about how, um, dangerous abortion is, um, then makes other people be like, well, then see if it's so dangerous, then we should outlaw it. And you're like, well, it's not like, it's actually incredibly safe and easy and a lot fucking safer than childbirth. So, well, and um, didn't we realize that the, the death argument doesn't work. We just went through a fucking global pandemic where they oh, just yeah, no, they, a million they people no in, the, in the U S and die. Problem. So like yeah. women are going to well, die. They're women like, okay. and poor people um and uh women of color people of color they, they don't care no no one cares yeah no one They're cares fine. i mean i think that's, the message- that's punishment you're like go ahead and die because you had sex it's like a horror movie yeah i think that the the messaging is 
is a really interesting component, which brings me to my article that I'm going to briefly talk about. Windows Huff Post called Gillibrand Attacks SCOTUS Draft Opinion on Row. I would like to speak to America's Men. Um, Bysanja Karanth. Um, and I'm not going to go into huge length about this because you can clearly tell what the article is about. But um, Kristen Gildebrand is potentially my most disliked Democratic legislator of all time. And she is not even strategically smart about being an opportunist. I think that she's always a little bit on left in like way off in loony land. And I think she's a bad messenger. And when we talk about messaging, I, I read this headline and her statement where she's like, I need to talk to America's men and try to give a history lesson on what it's like to, you know, have your body, you know, regulated by other folks. And she is barking up the wrong tree. Like, again, this is a warning shot. Do not expect a bunch of people to get on board with your coalition of trying to do this and then chastise a huge chunk of the population. It isn't smart. And it isn't smart because, like, women supporting abortion rights are, like, 62%. And I think men supporting like a woman's choice or like is like 58% according to Gallup. And then I was digging into the recent Gallup polls and they actually show that millennial and Gen Z, Gen Z, cause right. That's the generation underneath millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Gen Z and millennial men are the most pro choice seg- segment of the electorate in general. Oh, interesting. Um, and it very much is like, my, not my body, not my choice, not my right. thing. Like ladies have all the things. So like, get your fucking shit straight. The reality is like, get your own gender in line first. Well, yeah, before it's, you come. it's white women who put us in this position for. Yes. Don't forget that Amy Coney Barrett and a bunch of other judges are sitting there on the Supreme Court. It's Susan Collins and Marshall Blackburn that are ushering in these crazy wackadoodles on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was an ang. I, I get she's angry, understandably. Um, but it's like, what, well, what, and are it's, you, what are you trying to do? But I, we've been trying, we, there are zero new takes on this. Like I was reading, you know, like, oh, if only men understood this. And I was like, yeah, we've been making that argument for years. Well, I think or, men do understand like, it. People, people are going to, this is really going to wake it up like wake people up and we're gonna have the biggest tur- voter turnout and i was like what what like this is the same shit we've been voting like it's too late it's everybody too knows late. everybody knows about this there's this is i don't i can't see a circumstance where someone was really on the fence about it and then they overturn row and they're like now i'm gonna vote i just I, I i mean maybe if you're that kind of if you're that person i'd love to know more well i think clearly if the gender divide on the stance of reproductive freedom is pretty evenly split, right? Let's say 60% of women support, 60% of men support, you know, reproductive autonomy and being able to make your own choice. It means 40% of the electorate, both men and women, probably together, and they probably live in the Midwest and the South. And that's the reason why we can't get <laughs> any senators 
to block or pass any of these reproductive. I don't know. It's just is so tone deaf and is so dumb to think that I need to speak to America's men is one going to get you anything more than a headline and make you look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I'd be interesting. I should have pulled up the article from Gallup that dissected like support across America and the gender breakdown and the rise that millennial and Gen Z men actually have greater support than millennial and Gen Z women. So anyways, Kristen Gillibrand, she knows better. She's a smart, intelligent woman. And you don't see Elizabeth Warren being dumb and putting her foot in her mouth. No, Elizabeth Warren was out there shaking her fist and telling everybody to get mad. Yep. It was great. I thought about that article too, but well, she's um, great in her little pink suit. We love her so much. Love her so much. She should be president. She should be president. All right. More coffee. Oh, thank God. Okay. So I have one article that's not about abortion. What? (laughs) There was a while to find it. Okay. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Is it from last year? Um, no, it is. It is new. It is from Jezebel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The future queen of England needs an assistant, but you won't be able to afford rent. Yeah. I, yeah. Elisa Ray. <laughs> How uh, much are they paying? And, and then there's a terrible picture of Kate Middleton. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, so the the Duchess of Cambridge's royal team announced that the personal assistant, the assistant private secretary to her <laughs> royal highness. Uh, it's on LinkedIn, which I, for some reason, struck me as very funny um, to support her in her official queenly duties and charitable work. Um, but it's paying 27,000 pounds, which is the equivalent of $34,000. Interesting. Now, the average personal assistant salary in London, according to Jezebel, is just under 40,000 pounds. So they're not even paying market rate, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're 12 grand below market. And so this is like the equivalent of um, retail workers, fast food employees, mid-tier entry-level positions. And then they explain how much it costs to live in um, the UK. And so this, this salary is not enough to live in the city um yeah so and the the article is like we've all seen the princess diaries (laughs) we know how involved this is (laughs) i'm kidding i'm curious on this on a couple things because it does remind me of like white house salaries are way below Mm -hmm. um like market standards and other branches of the government actually the white house pays the worst out of you can make more in Congress being like a junior level staffer than you could be like an assistant to the president. Um, and part of that is Congress has the president's budget. Um, so like in Congress then it gives us at their own budget. Right. So that's interesting, but I'm curious if this is like a, you know, like an internship junior level. And then like the pay goes dramatically up as you like increase in years of service. I'm curious if it also like that that role in particular is maybe less about a paycheck and more of like a call to service 
right for for those people and whether or not you then get somebody who's really dedicated to the larger mission than somebody that's looking at it just for a paycheck you know like i wonder if it attracts different people you know like when i was young dumb and really believed in in hope or change they could have paid me four (laughs) dollars or they could have paid me forty thousand dollars and I probably still would have done it regardless because I was, you know, going to change the world. So I wonder if there is a, a level of that, um, that is at, at play there. Right. You're like, we don't have to pay you going right. Because right. Fucking the, palace. there's already 200 applicants on LinkedIn. So yeah, it's already the palace. And so this is going to be good for your resume, no matter what you do going forward. And maybe this person traditionally only lasts for a year anyways. So I don't know. I I mean, it's not a good PR move for them by any means, but it reminds me of like the interns or, or the fellows that got paid, you know, like a transportation stipend and they had to like work their ass off for nothing. But I'm curious if that is a similar, like this is a calling, not necessarily a job situation. Oh, and yeah, that's an interesting take. I didn't think about it that way. I didn't think about it at all, honestly. Well, I mean, not a good headline for the palace. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, it's Jezebel. So the the palace, the headlines are the least of their worries. That's true. They have like sexual assaulters in the the White Mm -hmm. House and the palace Mm -hmm. and racists and yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot going on there. And but honestly, we're, just trying, their we're just trying to keep the queen alive at this point because we don't want Charles to be the king. Well, seriously, did did she like strike some kind of deal <laughs> she with did. somebody? She definitely did. Or maybe she just got really bad luck, right? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we're going to give you this at 25 and you will live and to you be will 400. Live forever. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, do you know who else probably wants to cower and hide and not live forever? Mm-hmm. Who's Matthew Cawthorn. <laughs> so I was reading, and well, I read a bunch, but CNBC is where this article came from. And this is by Kevin Brigner. Gosh, these people's names. There should be that button where they like pronounce it for you. You know, where it like oh, says it out yeah, loud, the little that. speaker thing. That'd be nice. Yeah. GOP yeah. rep right Cawthorn calls leaked nude video blackmail, says he and his friend was just being, or he was just being crashed with a friend. Um, and so Madison Cawthorn's a young, I think he's 26, uh, congressman from North Carolina. He's the man who is, I think, paralyzed from the waist down and in a wheelchair. He did have a speaking spot in um the Republican National Convention. He's a good-looking kid, but he's gotten into a lot of trouble. He is also the one that talked about the Republicans were inviting him to orgies and doing coke. He's been caught trying to take a loaded handgun through an airport a couple times, driving without a less, uh, license. Not great, right? Not great and all Yeah, I feel like his personal motto is, no press is bad press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, so this is where my reading of the story is going to take a dramatic turn for our listeners. I am on his side on this shit. And I'm against Kristen Gillibrand and I am for Madison Cawthorn, which drives, (laughs) which is a weird, a weird, weird situation 
Don't put I, us in a box, pointers. Yes, exactly. You never know what. <laughs> You and can put me in a box, but Zach apparently it's full surprises. Granted, I don't. I'm not in love with his, um, his legal record. His trying to take a handgun through security multiple times. His driving without a without a license. All of that super bad. Get chastised for. But I do think that this is a. Uh, he is facing what I think a lot of us are going to face in the future if we ever choose to run for public office in a world that had social media and our cell phone cameras with us at all times. And so if you find this video, which I found this on Twitter, it's not great, but I mean, clearly he's naked and there's a couple of dudes in the thing. And I don't think that he was trying to have gay sex with his friend. I very much think this was like a drunken 21 year old, like being dumb and stupid. And the shit that I have seen or done myself as a 21 year old with my other dude friends would probably have been branded as gay, but it, you know, it wasn't like that. You were just being super dumb. It's no different than like right. skinny dipping or when people used to do the nut tapping shit. I mean, like not great. Don't get me wrong, but that I think that's a level that everybody did as they were drunk, young and dumb and whatever they were doing. And we just now live in a world where everything's on camera. And so the reality is I think that whether there was pictures of him that was like wearing lingerie and like wearing a bra. And I, I think he had like lipstick on his face or whatever. And it was like a drag party at like his frat. I, that shit happens. All that, that has happened for centuries. And now we just have like images of it. You know what I mean? It's like that shit. If I think about like, I would have to go back and scrub my Facebook, which I imagine he did, but right, it doesn't probably, mean that yeah. other people don't have videos of this stuff. Um, I think of the world of dating apps and Grinder and Snapchat. I mean, you know how many dick pics are going to be out there and boob pics and people making, I mean, I just think this is the new thing. So to be like, any, I guess my thought is like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? And also like, isn't this what we're all going to face for the foreseeable future? Anybody who's running for office that's probably under 50 is going to fall into the same category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess to be outraged by it or like oh, it's unbecoming for a congressperson, I think is not what oh, we should be focusing on. No, there's a lot worse. Yes. Um, and I, again, his stance on issues, bringing right. a gun through the airport, driving with a suspended license, fair game and disqualifying on board but like the the videos of him or pictures of him like wearing a bra and having lipstick on his face or like having his bare ass out like i just i think these this is going to continue as we move into a next generation of of leadership stepping into it and we have grown up with our phones so i don't know so there's lots of articles about like oh my god i can't believe this happened it's like you can't I mean, he's 26. <laughs> so most other people would run for office. They'd be 50 and they could easily be like, oh yeah. One who still has the video anymore. Cause they moved on to six different phones and we all have okay. 20,000 pictures on her. I mean, who's going to save that, but I mean, he's, yeah, he's 26, 27. It wasn't that long ago. So I guess him being like, I was in college. I was dumb with my friends. I mean, you're probably still dumb with your friends, mm-hmm. but I think that's fine. What, what do these people expect? I don't know. That's my thoughts on this, the video anyways.
Yes. I mean, I if agree. you run for office, somebody's going to have a picture of your boobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. Same. I mean, like, I guess <laughs> do we have to just like preemptively put this all out and for public in general? I mean, I don't know. I thought he handled it well, but it is blackmail people releasing this stuff and trying because it was released by like an opposition group to him right running for office in his primary that that is blackmail it's like revenge porn right that you're that people are doing totally true and also people shouldn't be surprised by it i'm just gonna let anybody know if i run for anything (laughs) we ain't gonna be surprised (laughs) like yup but don't think that i don't have retaliation measures of all those people that's that's a good point that's Mm -hmm. a good point yeah that's why you don't send dick pics surprisingly to people and they don't send you anything back because you don't have anything in your arsenal. That's why you don't send those unsolicited pics to people. That that's, that's some good R point advice there. Yes. Go ahead and send your nudes, but just but make sure you get something back. Make sure you get something back. Also, maybe like watermark that. So then you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when it does get leaked, you know where it came from. That would also be smart. That'd be great. That would also be great. Um, or copyright it. Right. So that you can be yeah. like you have then a violation of copyright. Sell it, sell some NFTs. And 100%. that's how you're going to, that's how you're going to pay for the campaign. Wouldn't that this be smart? Good advice. Wouldn't right that here. actually be smart to yeah. like, okay, you're going to run. You're like, I have to <laughs> copyright and make NFTs of all of my nudes. So if any publication publishes it, I can immediately mm-hmm. sue them for copyright infringement, not for like, take my nudes down. Yeah. Oh, Carmen. I know. I know. How many? Okay. We're just so giving this shit away for free. We're just giving away for free. So you and I, need to start on our 10-year adventure of filling out copyright forms because that's how many picks that we have to like (laughs) (laughs) we have to get in line for oof oof oh well any parting thoughts over there i do i do have a parting thought um it today uh so we're recording this on friday i assume it'll get posted today yes um today starts nurses week because for some reason nurses week is always may 6th through 12th so not like the week uh like a calendar week well nurses work different shifts so this might be the start of their such a good point one such of their shifts point. their four tens or something so like happy nurses week thank you all so much um yeah Sorry except for like the anti-vax nurses and the anti-abortion nurses but the other nurses or um, the anti-covid nurses yeah we the the rest of you we really appreciate thank you so much yes. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you get treats in the break room. Oh, that would be so nice. My party thought is a little bit somber, but I was really devastated to hear that Naomi Judd passed away this weekend. Mm. Real sad about it. One, mm-hmm. I had bought tickets to the Judd's reunion tour um, and was really excited about that. But um, I don't know. It was just the sadness, the like the talk about mental health with her and then the day before she was receiving the country music hall of fame and then Ashley and Winona went still and talked about their mom's mental health. Anyways, super sad. Um, and now I don't know if my concert's still going to go on. Mm-hmm. I know. So <sighs> love can build a bridge, Carmen. 
it was sad um particularly it's may is also mental health awareness month yes so um hopefully this tragedy can lead to uh more awareness and folks reaching out for help if they need to also the image or gif of the little girl that's like uh, that's used in all of the mm-hmm. the gifts she also she was on toddlers and tiaras i think as a kid um she also committed did suicide she this week die by suicide i didn't mm-hmm. yeah she um, did. so think of that when you use sad. that gif um also just uh one of our one of my favorite pointers is my friend Aaron, who mm-hmm. is a teacher, and uh, it's also Teacher Appreciation Week. Shout out to Aaron so and all the other teachers and all the other people who work in schools, like our friends Roberta and Franny. I feel like um, nurses and teachers shouldn't have to share a week. They should get their own week. They all, they're they're just overlapping today. Okay, all right. It's Teacher Appreciate was Monday through Friday, and then nurses are Friday through Thursday. So All they're right. overlapping today. But they're right, just get... they're super hard workers. That's... They're super hard workers. They probably have because the teachers need two jobs, they're probably also nurses. <laughs> there there you go. <laughs> so mm. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Here we go. We can do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at our point podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.